Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, everybody, and welcome to In-Depth, presented by the San Antonio Express News. My name is Luis Vasquez, and I'll be your host as we bring in journalists, editorial board members, and columnists to give us an inside perspective into the stories they bring to the Express News each week. Today, I'm joined by Austin Bureau reporter Taylor Goldenstein. She joins the show to talk about a widespread book review by Northeast ISD, one of the largest districts in the state. Welcome to the show. Uh, Taylor, how are you doing today? Good. How are you? I'm very, very good. It's, it's early in the morning, so yes. I'm hanging in there. Uh, but yeah, you've been writing about this for quite a while. Can you give me a quick overview of, of what's going on? Sure. So um, I think maybe the best place to start might be in October when State Representative Matt Krause, he's a Republican from Fort Worth, and he chairs the General Investigating Committee in the Texas House. He sent a letter to um, the Texas Education Agency and a number of superintendents across the state asking them to you know, confirm whether they had any books on a list that he provided that he said could potentially be in violation of some new state laws that govern how schools can teach about race and sex. And, um, you know, Northeast ISD was, was one of them. Um, and, and what's happening here is, is probably the most far reaching response we've seen so far to that letter. Now, the school district says that they were kind of already thinking about doing a review like this, and this was just kind of the, what they call the jumping off point. Um, but it's it's raised, um, you know, a lot of concern among some in the community who are seeing this as a big effort to censor uh, certain types of literature. The books that have been uh, selected, I, you mentioned one of your articles that it's a lot of people of color, LGBTQ writers. Can you elaborate more on that? Yeah, so I went through the list of, it was about 800 books that Representative Krauss had asked the districts to take a look at. Um, and when I went through, it looked like the majority of, you know, what was in that content related to uh, either, you know, LGBT relationships or LGBT issues. Some of them were you know, teaching about gender identity, things like that. Um, and the rest, you know, in smaller percentages had to do with, um, you know, topics like abortion, um, you know, race, uh, specifically systemic racism, um, you know, women's issues. Um, and some of them were, were more about sex in general, such as STDs and things, things of that nature. Can I ask, what was that like when you were looking through all those books? Like I'm talking like as a journalist, well, that, that seems pretty daunting. How do you tackle something like that? 
Yeah, so I kind of had to rely on what's publicly available. So looking through, you know, online catalogs and looking for keywords, um, you know, reading synopses. So that was a little bit, <laughs> it's one of those, you know, not so glamorous journalism moments, but I think it was an important analysis. It actually was inspired by one that a librarian did a little more informally. Um, I think it was important because a lot of what we heard initially when this letter came out had to do with um, HB 3979, or um, there's a, a newer one actually, SB 3, that um, you know t- was a you know anti-critical race theory bill, both of them are, um, that you know, try to um, limit what teachers can say about, you know, the current um, status of racism in this country and, you know, how much it was, um, you know, influenced by, you know, slavery and things in this country's history. Um, but when you looked at the actual books, of course, that is definitely um, a, a big chunk of the books. But what wasn't being talked about at the time was that, you know, the LGBT issue seemed to also be a large focus. So you write that so far 75 books have been flagged and they're still going through the list to flag more? That's right. And, you know, it's unclear, you know, what will happen to those books. I've been told that there's a a few options. It could be that, you know, some of these books are considered more age appropriate for a higher grade level. So they may be moved, for example, out of an elementary library to a middle school or high school library. Um, they're also considering possibly a separate section that might be, you know, parental permission only, something like that. Or, um, you know, they say this is their last resort. They'd prefer not to do this, but it is an option. They could, um, you know, remove a book completely. Can you talk briefly about some of the books that, uh, that have been flagged that, that you mentioned in, in your story? Sure. So again, a similar theme to what we've been talking about, you know, all four were written by, um, you know, people of color, women, LGBT authors, a combination of any of those, and all of them um, that the school districts said were, you know, sexually explicit, talk about LGBT relationships. Um, and so, and, and, you know, the other thing that stands out about these is that they are books that almost all of them have been challenged in other districts in Texas or, or across the country um, for, for some of the same reasons. Have you reached out to Matt Krause to for, for comment on all of this? Yeah, I have. You know, we've reached out to him continually as we report on this subject. But, you know, he stated in the beginning, um, you know, when he first sent the letter that basically the committee has a policy, a longstanding policy that it won't comment on any pending investigations or pending matters like this. Um, he has made some public statements that we've been able to draw on um, that kind of vaguely talk about, um, you know, vaguely talk about what he was intending to do here, which is, you know, try to get compliance with some of these laws, but um, he hasn't gone into much detail and hasn't responded to cases like this, or, you know, it's, I don't know if he intended for something like this to happen, but, you know, in this case where hundreds of books were being pulled. Um, so one of the kind of reactions so far has actually, it's been a lot of student activism. Um, some students formed an online petition this week you know, trying to raise awareness and, and, you know, gain support from people who, um, you know, are seeing this exercise as, you know, they describe it, you know, homophobic, possibly racist because of the selections within the list. Um, Are these high school students? Yeah, these are high school students who are taking to the mediums that are comfortable for them. So Instagram and things like that, um, where their peers are, and, you know, tagging the district, you know, they're bold, they're they're putting themselves out there and, and, you know, publicly questioning their school district on, you know, why 
they have chosen to, to hone in on books like this. Some of them, you know, in, in their posts mentioned that they themselves identify as being LGBT. And this is a personal issue. I feel like a lot of people have had a strong reaction to this. This has been in the news a lot. What's it, what's it been like covering something like this for, um, for you? Yeah, I mean, I think when we first started covering, you know, just a letter that was sent out, we had no way of knowing, you know, how these districts would react. And um, I've been kind of tracking the largest school districts and some others to see how they respond to the letter. And um, maybe ironic thing or, or, or weird thing is that, you know, most districts you know, almost scoffed at the letter and said, you know, this is this is way too much for us to, to undertake. We don't have the resources you know, even if we wanted to, um, and, and most actually didn't respond. So um, this is quite the opposite response from this district. Um, on a personal level, I don't know, um, I won't get too much into it, but and I, I did kind of have a, you know, a prior review moment in my high school life um, as a student journalist. Um, you know, we were writing about what was, um, you know, first sprouting as, you know, hookup culture at the time um, in articles we wrote back then. And long story short, the school district was not pleased. <laughs> um, some parents were not pleased, um, you know, and, and copies of the paper started disappearing. And, um, you know, the school instituted a prior review, which, um, you know, student journalist rights are pretty limited. So they were in, they had the ability to do that. Um, but yeah, I just remember, you know, being a high school um, student, you know, this is, you know, so important to you at the, in the moment, you know, this is your entire life um, and, you know, access to, to resources, access to information. It's so important. And, um, you know, I guess that this kind of brings me back to all that. And, um, you know, I feel for the students. You write so much about Texas politics. Are you a Texas native? I'm not. I'm from uh, the Chicago suburbs. What's it been like covering everything in Texas for you coming from a different state? Yeah, it's it's definitely got its differences, definitely politically um, and, and in some ways, in some ways not. Um, but I've been here a little over five years, so I'm starting to feel <laughs> more and more like maybe a kind of native. <laughs> It seems that you have the nuance there and that oh, I'm you. sure that takes a lot of work to get to that point, especially coming from somewhere else. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It just takes a lot of getting to know people and um, some really nice sources lending me their time. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate your time, Taylor. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Of course. Thank you for having me.